We are live with Mike Anderson on a special edition of Box Lunch. We're calling this session Open Mic. <laughs> I don't know that I like the sound of that. <laughs> Open Mic with Mike Anderson. Uh, little spinoff of uh, episode four that we had. A couple, what was that? It was last yeah. week, right? Episode three last three? week? Three? Yeah. Something? Yeah. I think it was episode three. Cool. So this is episode 3.1. 3.1, whatever. Um so what what do we got in store for for today? Is it quiet quiet yeah. quiet hollering? Is that it what it is? is? Uh, no, it's step, step right up. Step right up. Who's this? This is Tom Waits. This is uh, one of a number of songs about the business we're in, advertising. Step right up. Who's this? Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah. <laughs> Little sax. Oh, yeah. Did you Are watch you? Whiplash? I did watch Whiplash. Wasn't that great? That was great. That was an awesome movie. That's one of those movies that the trailer got me just because it just seemed really dramatic, you know, and then the scene, the scene where he's getting slapped. Yeah. It hooked me enough. Yeah. So we rented it, and I couldn't. I mean, it's one of those films where you just like at the edge of your seat. I can't. I can't think of the actor who was the the teacher, the instructor. He's the uh, State he, Farm guy. He's the State Farm guy. But <laughs> yeah. he was unex, unexpectedly good in that role. Oh, he was he phenomenal. Was really good. Yeah. And and then the the kid who was the drummer. I've seen him in a few other roles, but he yeah. was really powerful in that role. Yeah. I mean, he, is he a player? He. He has to be. He has to be, or he must have trained like a mad person to yeah. at least fake it. Yeah, exactly. But he he had to have known a little bit. Yeah. No, that was that was an that would be an impossible role otherwise. There would know? be. I mean, you see people fake dancing all the time. They have doubles. I suppose they could have doubled it. You know, he could have had a, a stunt drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, true. yeah, no, that was good. So uh, part of. Uh, Okay, so we got Cynthia, my lovely wife, on the live, and she says he trained just for the role. He trains just. Yeah. He trained for the role. I believe it. I do believe it. That is, because uh, incredible. It just it seemed like he was the really actually doing that. You know, he didn't have a stunt drummer. So <clears throat> somebody's calling. Somebody's calling in my Google line disrupting a little session here but this is good music and um somebody called my cell which disrupted my live video but that mm. is that is what it is i will restart it and That's tell me about what beast. we got here um so we're staring have, at a couple of bottles here and is, one that's paper bagged. <laughs> it is it is Friday. It is beer Friday. Beer Friday. And, uh, and I will not reveal what time it is right we, now. It is. It's it's beer thirty, beer thirty. So it's okay. a half an hour past time when most people would be opening a beer on a Friday afternoon, and so we have a couple of brews here that I brought from one from the new Helvetia Brewery, here in Sacramento. Okay, Buffalo. It's the Buffalo Craft Lager. I right. like lagers, and then another one that this one here looks. This one looks here uh, is the Allagash and Curio, I believe is how you pronounce it. And it is aged in oak bourbon barrels. 
So this has a, if you like whiskey and you like, this is like a Boilermaker in a bottle. Wow. Which is, a Boilermaker is, you know, drop a shot of bourbon in a beer and, you know, pound it. And this is, uh, this was bottled in, last November. And uh, it's got a nice little boost to it, as you can see there. 11%. 11%. Yes. That's, yes. Uh, that's like, um, what, what's wine? Like 12, 12 to like maybe 14%, something like that. So this is almost a, a barley wine. Wow. You know? So. Um, Which one should we Part sample? of this open mic <laughs> session, we thought we would taste some of these. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, man, that, that Do you Allagash is calling my name. Well, then let's try it. <laughs> I say we... Uh, we do Allagash and then um, we'll wash it. We'll down wash it down lager. with the buffalo, and go. then I'll reveal the brown paper bag at the end. We may crawl out of here today, Charlie. <laughs> it is Friday. It is Friday, and unfortunately, we do have meetings. Okay. I think, and oh, here goes the cork. Yes. All right. And we were using Starbucks mugs today. <laughs> yeah, we, we spared no expense to enjoy this fine Allagash. That's probably good. <laughs> smells amazing. Oh, it's good. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Welcome to Friday. Friday. Is that smooth? That is amazing. Isn't that amazing? Where did you pick this up? This guy? I got that at um, Rayleigh's. Really? In their bomber case. They have like an in cap cooler of what they, <sighs> it's called bombers, beer bombers. <coughs> and so they have these individual bottles. That I bought this is... Allagash a couple of years ago. I got it at Total Wine and More and uh, really enjoyed it. What's you the know. price point on this guy? It is, uh, let's see. $20. One pint. $20. That's $20 well spent. Yeah, it is. It's really good. I mean, you could spend 20 bucks on two Coronas at dinner. Yeah, out at a restaurant. At a restaurant, yeah. you yeah. know. And, and they're not they're nearly not a, this good. No. Have you ever had um, quok? I don't know. So I was put on the quok... Um, I don't know. A couple of years ago, mm -hmm. Nathan actually uh, told me about it. And let me pull this up for you on the big screen here. Quok. Quok. And it they only serve it. K-W-O-K? K-W-A-K. Quok. What a quok. <laughs> what a quok of sh You're quokking me up. And you're supposed to serve it in this glass with this wooden handle where is quok from is it a an american beer or a no it's not no. american i don't know where it's from but it must be served this way just the same way if if you serve stella you got to serve it in the chalice you know if you're if you've got it on on draft although quok is only served in bottles as far as i know wow um and no exaggeration i think 
So it's got I a think... signature on the bottle that, sorry to interrupt, but it has a signature yeah, yeah, on the I bottle that it. says Powell Quack. So it's kind of like that's the Samuel Adams of Maybe. Oh, Belgium? Is it Belgium? We were talking about Belgium yeah, beer last Belgium, week. Yeah, Belgium, look at that. Remember we were talking about we Belgium were. beer? We and were. We kind of migrated over to uh, China. I think we started talking about um, Singtao. Singtao, that's yeah. right. You know what one of the best beers I've drank in the U.S. is? Is Yingling. Yingling. Y-E-U-N-G-L-I-N-G. And it's sold on, on the East Coast. I, it's the only place I've ever seen it. Yeah. And it is, oh my God, it's a good beer. It's a lager. So, I like lagers. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty lightweight um, fellow. And for those, the one person watching the live, this is what the uh, Allagash looks like. And it is, it is amazing. It is really good. Yeah. So that quok, when we had it at the restaurant, it was about 18 bucks. Wow. And it was not a pint. It was a. I think a Did they serve ounce. it in that special oh, glass yeah. there? Oh, yeah. They have to serve it in that glass. That's like a requirement. Yeah. And it, it has something to do with the way that, that it's shaped as well. Something to uh -huh. do with the, just like wine, right? They say yeah. the aromatics yeah, yeah, of, of yeah. wine. And yeah. it, it has to be served that way. And I haven't, that's probably the best beer I've ever had. Wow. This is probably close, this, this Allagash. But um, I'm yet to find it. I bet if I really searched at like a, you know, a f have what you, is that that wine place? The, the total wine and total more. wine. Maybe they might. I they might have find a pretty it. robust um, beer selection yeah. at Total Wine and More. I don't recall seeing that, um, but I haven't looked for it. Yeah, we're we got some more people on the live. This is what the Allagash looks like in a Starbucks. Um, in a Starbucks mug. <laughs> yes, we are working hard. This is uh, this is why we do what we do. That's right. So we can create yeah. content during our lunch break. We have to gestate ideas. We do. We got to yeah. keep this. Uh, some people got to work out their muscles. We got to work out our brains. Our minds. Right? Yeah, that's for, right. So we, we're fresh for all our uh, yeah. clientele. Yeah. Um, We've got another little track here. Well, we work we call. work hard all week, so we can, um, yep. you know, kind of take Friday as a uh, to decompress a little bit. You yeah, a little bit. What are we listening to here? This is John Prine, and this is um, called "Quit Hollering at Me." See, I'm talking about non-alcoholic non -alcoholic. Zero percent. Uh, what is it called? Odell's or? Uh, Odell's. Yeah, they used to have uh, near beer. When I was a kid, they had, uh, <clears throat> when I was a kid, I was in my early teens. Yeah. And uh, couldn't drink, but there was a coffee shop in the, a coffee house. Yeah. In the town I grew up in called the Old Mortuary. Mm. And it was kind of a hippie hangout. And uh, one of the few places I could get into underage, and a lot of my friends would be there like after school and stuff, go there and hang out. And 
psychedelic posters around and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And they had they had a bar in there, but they sold near beer. Near beer. And it was called near beer. N e a r b w e r. Near beer. Is that it? That's near beer. Near right beer. There. Not non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic near beer. And so you got to explain something to me. Why would anyone drink this stuff? I don't know. I'd rather have water. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't drink beer for uh, the relaxation and a little buzz. You know. That's what it's like. Like wine, you know. People yeah. love yeah to relax. You know. You can have a couple glasses of wine at home, not drive your car. It's all it's all good. Yeah. You know. But near mm. beer, I just. Maybe if you were weaning off alcohol, alcohol, maybe, but I can't see that being a big market. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't think it is. I mean, it, it, it's almost like you're in transition. You know what I mean? From being like a, where you've got maybe an issue with drinking. And so you switch to non-alcoholic beer for some reason. And I just don't see why you'd invent a whole product for that. doesn't make sense. Not, but I will it tell you, it really taste as good as no, I, no way. No way. If you told me this was non-alcoholic, yeah, it's good. But I don't know how I'd pay twenty bucks with to not have a bit of a that eleven percent is part of know? the experience, right? <laughs> not only does yeah. it taste good, yeah. but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I've got a story for you about speaking of non-alcoholic. Um, I went to Zurich a few years ago, mm-hmm. and um. Went to shoot some stuff out there with the client, young guy, and um, we went to we went to grab a bite to eat, and it's not like it is here, right? It's not like McDonald's or we didn't have time for a sit down. But in Switzerland, it's like other parts of the country. You just you find a place. There's, you walk in. There's a little mom and pop something. You get right, it. Right. You eat real quick, whatever. So we stopped at a convenience store to grab some drinks. Um, and we weren't drinking alcohol at during lunch. So we said, let's just grab, grab water, whatever you want. So I found this little beer can, it looked like a beer can, but it was with it where the sodas were. And it was called, uh, uh, bilge or I got to find this drink. Bilge. Bilge. <laughs> bilge. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the water that collects in the bottom of a boat. Right. Um, okay. Anyways, I forgot what this this stuff was called. I have to find the picture for next time. Um, so I said, "Well, what's this? This looks interesting." He says, "It's beer flavored soda." Ugh. I said, "Beer flavored soda." Wrong. He says, "It's actually good." I said, "Well, I'm I'm willing to try it just because what why that why not right? It's not we're, beer. It's not soda. Right, and and <laughs> we're in what Switzerland. I'm like, whatever. I'll try it. So I I I I tried it. And the best way I could explain it is if you took a, a Bud Light or a light beer and poured sp- Sprite into it, Ew. like half, half, it's like mixing like a lemon soda, like a lemon yeah. lime yeah. with, with beer. Oh, so it was wrong. sweet like soda, but you, it tasted like beer. That's and I wrong. said, why would anyone do this? Yeah. He said, well, you know who develops the drink? It's the beer company. What, what, like, why would, you, why would they do that? market? No, well, the, the legal drinking age oh. in Switzerland is uh, 16, oh. maybe? Yeah. 16 or 18. <clears throat> so what they do is they get the kids started. 
accustomed to the beer flavor so they can transition to beer like instantly right wow. it's not like when we were teenagers right where you're just like you know the first few times you're like this is gross and then you get throw over back it. an olympia or a hams <laughs> <laughs> but you get used to it right because yeah. you're like ah whatever you're just doing it for the buzz yeah. but this way their strategies by the time you're 16 or 18 it's going to be no it's, thing. That's like tobacco. That's the same strategy as the tobacco companies had on getting people hooked on cigarettes, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, well, well let's, that's like passing cigarettes out in high schools. <laughs> I mean, yeah, know, here, kids. The, here you go, kids. Here's some, yeah, well, they had candy cigarettes, you know? Yeah. So you could practice with those and until you got to the, the ripe old age of 12 and could start smoking uh, Camel and Pall Mall non-filters. Yep. <clears throat> Build some. Now, I see you got Jones Soda up there. And Jones Soda, they had uh, a, a, a line of, of sodas that were like mashed potatoes and gravy soda. Wait, what? Yeah, seriously. Mashed potatoes and gravy soda. They had one that was salmon-flavored soda. That's disgusting. It, it is. It was horrible. I remember at my agency, we had them in the refrigerator, and we would— I would buy them once in a while and put them in the refrigerator and just see if on a beer Friday when we were all sitting around the conference room like we are today, yeah. if anybody would, you know, summon up Any the courage takers? to try a salmon soda. We, we did have somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they opened up a salmon soda and they took like two sips off of it and that was it, man. Nobody ever drank a whole bottle of salmon soda. That's gross. It's horrible. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, we you had, um, what was it? Bacon soda. See, there's some flavors ago that at, just shouldn't uh, be the, liquid. You know that the Lolly and Pops candy shop at the mall? I've heard of it. It's yeah. like a, it's a throwback, a bit of a throwback store. Yeah. And they've got a, a fridge full of old, you know, you get your old school root beer and cream soda. And, wow. and then there's just a section of just like stuff that they shouldn't, you know, like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And they, they've got a bacon soda in there. Oh, man. And, I I can I couldn't even. I think I swallowed about an ounce. You know why? I just I don't had, know you why. Have to ask why. It's a gimmick for sure. Yeah, but but I mean it's like something that you would buy, but you would never really drink. You would just have it and pull it out, and it's it's like a a little freak show in your refrigerator. Yeah, you know. Here we have bacon soda. You want some? I'm not talking about baking soda. I'm talking no. about bacon bacon soda. Soda. Yes. Yeah. Bacon so we got pop. a video here that. Nate sent Slap. us. Oh, I've seen this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> Is this guy still alive? Didn't he die? This guy? I think so. Slap chop guy? Yeah. I don't know. I think somebody slapped his chop. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Dude, this took work. You realize someone sat behind a computer and did this? I know. But they they edited his original spot thing, his yeah. shtick and turned it into this, right? Yeah. The slap chop auto-tuned it and all of that. 15.8 million views on YouTube. Why? It's like bacon soda. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know? 
Wow. Man. This has like a 90s feel to it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. So this guy here, Andy. Oh, I like that. Andy Refelt. Refelt. So remember we last week we, we saw some smooth jazz. Yeah, yeah. Some Metallica smooth yeah. jazz. So we went back to this guy's YouTube channel and the stuff that was on here was just out of control. Oh, that guy is really unique in what he's doing with um what he so, did with Metallica. So this is that was just crazy. This is blue suede shoes. Actually, that doesn't look like blue suede. This is shoes. like reggae. This is the Doors, right? Yeah, that's Jim Morrison. Reggae version. This is very strange. <laughs> this is very strange. And this is supposed to be Elvis, blue suede shoes, metal version. <laughs> oh my god unbelievable and what's this guy's name that does these because he's re-recording this over the original track right he's using the real vocal Oh, he is. So he's synthesizing them somehow. He's he's been able to pull them out somehow, but he plays all the instruments on top of it. Wow, looked like Elvis was playing a plastic guitar there. Yeah, it did. So this guy's name's Andy Refeld. Wow, and he's got one hundred and eighty-seven thousand subscribers, and he's got metal versions of stuff. Jazzy, funky versions. <laughs> the Metallica is probably the most popular one. Go, go to uh, pull up Tom Waits there, and let's let's look a little, little bit of Tom Waits. We kind of teed him up at the Tom beginning. W a i t s. I forget you kids don't know about Tom. Tom Waits, Waits. hold on. Uh, let me see what we've got. Can you? Yeah. Let's see what we got. Um, let's see. Chocolate Jesus? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that is uh, probably not a good intro. Um, scroll this down. How do I scroll this yeah. down? What's the name of the uh, uh, Drunk on the Moon? I don't want to grow up. There it is. I don't want to grow up. This is so bizarre. Come on. Skip that ad. <sighs> so you got to really see the video. Oh, you got to see the video on this one. Tom Waits, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> 
He's wearing a devil um, yeah. hat and cape, red cape, <laughs> riding a little uh, red Bicy- bike. Kid's bicycle with training wheels. I don't think I've ever heard of this guy. Yeah. What's his story? He is um, one of a kind. He's a genius. Tom Waits is a genius. Really? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. you educate the... Um, the young audience on who this guy is. You've got to, You've just got to look at his body of work. What he's what he's done, you know, and listen to the lyrical content of his songs. <laughs> One of the first times I saw him perform he has a song he had a song that was probably the first song that i that i heard him do actually uh a friend of my uh brother-in-law yeah uh his girlfriend her sister came up from la um this was back when i was in college this was in the 70s and and she had a recording uh, of her boyfriend who was tom waits yeah and that was my first exposure to him i don't even remember what was on there and then, so then my ear was kind of tuned, and then he began to kind of gain popularity and some fame. And there was a show on TV called Fernwood Tonight. And it, Martin Mull was the host, and it, it was just crazy. They would just do crazy, crazy things on there. But they had a wedding. I don't remember who was getting married, but they had a wedding on the show. And after the wedding, they had a reception on the show. And they had like a, a line where the people who were the guests on the show could go and roll a burrito. You know, you just go, you know, there's a tortilla and then you go through roll a burrito, make your own burrito, you know? So they're rolling up burritos. So Tom Waits was one of the guests and he performed a song called the piano has been drinking. Now you can look that one up. Yeah. And anyway, so he rolls a, he rolls two burritos and he had a sport coat on and he put one in the pocket of his sport coat. And the other one, he was eating as they were all talking. And as the show progressed, you just saw this grease spot on the pocket oh, of no. his sport coat getting bigger and <laughs> bigger and bigger. Classic Tom Waits, man. A burrito all, in his pocket. He was a great guest on Letterman. Letterman would have, there were two guests when they were on Letterman. I did not miss the show. One was Tom Waits and the other was Bill Murray. Those two guys on uh, with Letterman. Unbelievable! Yeah, unbelievable. Another one that w- that I would that I would try to catch always was Warren Zevon. If Warren Zevon was going to be on uh, Letterman, I would watch because they always had really interesting conversations. It just you never know what they were going to talk about. Tom I Waits. saw Bill Murray on there one time, and he came out, and he just had on a hoodie. You know, he had on a hoodie, and he just sat there, and he said four words. That's all he said the same four words over and over, and it was, I tell you what. And David Letterman would ask him a question, and if he was answering in the affirmative, he would say, I tell you what. <laughs> and it was just, I tell you what. That's all he said the yeah. whole time. And he had Letterman rolling. It he's, was hilarious. he's a legend. Oh, by he the way. Is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because there's um I don't know much about this website or this uh this culture of like the chive. Have you heard of this? Uh, my daughter is. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's even stay I calm think and chive on right. Yeah, and it's even um, I think even I'm I'm too old for it. I think 
I think it's a millennial thing maybe. And this Bill Murray is like the chive god. Yeah, he is. And and I, again, I don't know what's all what it all means, mm-hmm. what the culture behind it is, but I do know that Bill Murray is like the face of that. Like I see his face everywhere. It's With like young, a club. young kids. You can join the club. My daughter Jennifer and her husband Josh are they're whatever you call them, they're chives. And they do, chives. They're chives. They do chive that. on. Chive on, That's man. Right. They do it. And they and they they were living in Utah for a while because yeah. Josh was in training for the last winter not this most recent Winter Olympics, but the one prior to that. Yeah. And he was training at the Oval in um, in Salt Lake City. That's where the, the US team trained. And uh, and so they were living there for a while while he was in training. And that that was one of the things I remember Jennifer they they had some they met some other people through that whole chive thing. Yeah. They they you know, they got they had get togethers at meetups. Yeah, they had meetups, <laughs> chive meetups. Chive you know? meetups. And Bill Murray is like their you know Yeah, he's, he's like their like, mascot he's or like something. He's like their mascot or their their Yeah. I don't know, the head of the cult. But it's funny you say um, that he came out and said four words. I feel like he's one of the few guys who could come on television and do whatever he wanted. He did another one on there. This one just stands out. I can I can like I can rewind the tape in my head. And yeah. They had a camera outside the Ed Sullivan Theater, and you see Bill Murray running down the street. It's a hot day. And they had like a large you know, it's one of those square trash cans that has wheels on it that the, the whole truck could pick up, right? Mm-hmm. But they lined it with vinyl and filled it with water. And so Bill Murray comes running down the street, and they're having a heat wave in New York City. He dives into that thing and then climbs out of it and then goes into the Ed Sullivan Theater and then comes in dripping water. He's just soaked and sits down in the chair, and Dave Letterman interviewed him. The whole the whole interview he was just wet. Wet. He was just wet, completely wet. It's crazy. But I mean, you know, it's such a simple little. But I bet he didn't even acknowledge it. No, no, right? they never That's talked the about beauty it. of it. Right? That is exactly right. <laughs> that is. Exa- it was brilliant. Yeah. You know? he just Nobody sat says there anything. He's getting the chair all wet for the next yeah. guest, and the next guest came out and complained about the chair. They had to get him a dry chair. <laughs> <laughs> Only Bill Murray. What up, Nate? If you're if you're watching the live, I've got the uh, the camera pointed right to the bottle, and that is, those are two ones. That's eleven. That's eleven percent. Yep. Um, that's not a typo. Don't do it, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can get this in L.A. I bet you can, uh, but if you can't, um, we'll ex we'll export some down there. Yeah. We'll have to put a little tariff on it, though. You know what's crazy is I do get a little of the bourbon. You do. Back. You little lip. There's a beer called Oculto. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. I might have even mentioned it once before. Um, is it a Mexican beer? It is. Ah. So their deal is that their stuff gets. So this is bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Oculto is. Uh, tequila barrels. Oh, I would love to have some yeah. of that. So, and again, me and tequila do not do well with each Why? other. You whip out a knife and start <laughs> dancing on tables. It just doesn't <coughs> it doesn't sit well with me, but I like it. So it's kind of, I think for me, I either have to spend money on yeah. like the good stuff 
just yeah. so I don't get sick. Yeah. Um, or just not do it. Yeah. But this one here. Um, cool though. Like occult. Yeah, and and it's it's still light it's beer. Got the sugar skull on there. It's six percent. So wow. it's like you know throwing down a Corona. Well, with know, with the aftertaste. It's like the only like way three two, isn't it? Isn't it a three two beer? I don't know. But six percent is a is a it's pretty decent a, it's light pretty, beer, right? Uh, well, or no. no, I think three two is right where you're. You know, when you're actually, drinking I like don't mean Coors. Corona light. I meant more like lager. Yeah, like the Corona. But um, I think six six percent is is a little bit high. It's oh. not like eleven percent. Now this uh, this new Helvetia is four point eight. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right. Six. Yeah. So this one here. The best way I can explain it, and again, I don't, I don't think I've done a shot in ten years. But yeah. the best way I can explain it is you t- you shoot a, you just shoot a, take a shot of tequila, mm-hmm. and then you wash wash it down with a little, little beer. That's what it tastes like when you drink it. Yeah, it's like it's nice, especially wow. for during the summer. You know, a nice Mexican beer, and then right at the end, you get a little. Tequila. I got one for you. Yeah. Mexican word of the day. Mexican word Spanish of the day. Spanish word of Spanish the day. Spanish word of the day. Hotel. Hotel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Donald Trump paid her 130 grand, and in that hotel, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on. Uh, oh, shit. That's bad. That is, yeah, that's, that's horrible. That's bad. Digging deep. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that occult. Though. Yeah, and that one you can get anywhere, almost yeah. almost anywhere. I got it at Target, um, and they've got oh, really? great branding. I mean, wow. you look at the uh, the packaging, and their marketing is on point. They're yeah. they've got a pretty good. Uh, I don't know who their agency is, but they're like their Instagram account is on point. Like they're they're doing it up. Wow. So good. they know their audience, I think. And uh, is it is it a made in Mexico beer? That's a good question. You would think so, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if it was You wasn't. know, it's like I was down in uh, Carmel uh, about a month ago visiting my cousin and his wife, and we were out having uh, some tacos, and, and, and I had a beer, and they had um, it was a Carmel beer, C-A-R-M-E-L, Carmel, yeah. Carmel beer. Yeah. So I'm talking to my cousin, and, he, and my cousin Tim says— uh, I, he said, I said, I, do they have a, I said, do they have a brewery here in Carmel? He says, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not familiar, familiar with the Carmel brewery. So I'm reading the label and I'm looking at it. It was made in Ukiah. <laughs> Ukiah. <laughs> Ukiah. Just slap a label on it. And, <laughs> Just whatever. Yeah. It's like the story we were talking about, the made in America, right? Yeah. The, well, back, back to Switzerland. The reason that I got this guy here in the brown paper bag um, it's actually for a reason. Um, so on that same trip, obviously I had the the crappy beer soda, whatever you call that yeah. stuff, and then we went to a little Turkish hole in the wall place mm-hmm. just to have some Turkish food, and they had um interesting selection of beer. And the guy I was with says, "I'll have." this beer this particular beer and i just i went along i said i'll i'll have one of those too and it was really good um and then it 
for years I, I looked for it. And then finally, I think a couple of years ago at uh, that new uh, beer and wine, Total Wine. Total Wine and more. The new one they opened. Yeah. yeah. It's, it has almost everything. Really? I walked through and it wasn't in the cold. It was more in the, the specialty yeah, foreign stuff. Craft beers. And, and I found it there. Um, and I saw it at Rayleigh's yesterday. So this isn't the... No, the, no I, this is not the soda. Okay. Um, but this is the, the one I had. And maybe you've had it um, or seen it. Erdinger. So what does that mean? It's a Hefeweizen type? It's a, a beer. It's a wheat, wheat Bach beer. Bach. So you know how they have um, Shiner Bach out of Texas, right? Yeah. You're a Texas boy. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Weissenbach. So it's a wheat beer. It's a wheat Bach. Imported by Erdinger USA. Hmm. Bottled in New York. Wow. So is it foreign? <laughs> Not if it's bo- well, if it's bottled in New York, where's it uh, brewed? I, I wish mean, the story was a little better, but they're shipping it oh, over here in it's German beer. German. And if you don't know this, people in Switzerland only, sp- or for the most part, speak German. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of German oh. influence. I don't know the history, but so it's German. There you go. My wife lived in Germany for quite a while when she was. Is that girl. right? Yeah. Wow. She was a little girl up until, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. 7.3%. Oh, that's, that's see, a it's pretty a decent robust. beer, right? Yeah. Pretty decent. That's what we, I was we, saying. That Unfortunately, this, this Allagash is probably going to be all we have because it's 11%. It's 11%. But we got a couple of things to try next well, time. We'll have to, we'll we'll have have to, to reserve these for the next beer the Friday. Next one. <clears throat> but I love this Allagash. That is, yeah, that is tasty. Medieval label, huh? Yep. Very good. What's a nice tune to, uh, to close us out here on the oh, uh, on a beer Friday? Um, how about Black Magic Woman? Ooh, by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, it's the original version. Is that right? Carlos picked it up. You know who wrote Fleetwood Mac? Peter Green. Mm. And you know what? That doesn't surprise me. I've always said that Carlos Santana. Okay, there's two guys. I'll, we can close out with this, yeah. with this stuff. There's two guys that are going to go down in history for being, I'll, I'll call them curators, right? There's curators all over the internet now, right? Mm-hmm. People that curate content, news, con, you know, or they'll cover. Right. That's a form of curation, right. covering somebody else's stuff and then making right. a killing off of it. Walt Disney, even though he created the mouse, right? Mm -hmm. Which is probably the best thing he ever did. But the mouse alone would not have created the the amount of success he has. The mouse was Steamboat Willie. It was. In 1928. It sure was. Same year my father was born. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But the mouse wouldn't have been it, right? Well, what was the his his first movie? I think was Snow White. Yes. In in theaters. Yes. Well, he didn't write Snow White. He adopted Snow White from from a book. Right. And you can go on and on. Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. 
You can go on and on. But it's his adaptations it's with his, his adaptations. animation, his vision Absolutely. for what animation should be, could be, right? and what he made it into. So why did... So then the other guy is Carlos Santana. That's right. So why were his why was his music so popular he didn't write any of it? Because of the way he plays. That's he plays exactly in such right. a fluid style. It's, it's so Cuz nobody had ever done it the way he did it, the yeah. way he expressed yeah. it. Yeah. Which is what Walt did, right? He said, "I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to tell this story my way." Right. Carlos said, "I'm going to do this song a way no one's ever heard it before." Well, and Carlos's first album, the first Santana album, um uh, you know, I, t I told you that they played at our high school. Yeah, you remember well, this. Yeah. Mine wasn't the only high school in those years that they that he was playing, yeah. that the band was playing at. They were playing all over the Bay Area. I was in the Bay Area at the <clears throat> kind of the peak of all of that going on. And uh, anyway, um, you know, when he played Black Magic Woman, I mean, he owned that song. He made it his own. Yep. You know, but Peter Green's version of that song is, to me, that's... That's Black Magic Woman. Mm -hmm. I mean, Peter Green's voice, um, he he created that song. And you listen to Carlos play that same song, you hear Peter Green in there, but it's a completely different interpretation of the song. Is Peter Green actually singing his version? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's, it's much more bluesy. Yeah. You know, much, much more bluesy than, uh, I mean, Santana, Carlos really stylized the song. Oh, this is live. See if you can find the studio version of it. You can really, it really showcases Peter Green's voice. Fleetwood Mac, Black Magic Woman. Yeah. We were listening to this on 8-track, man. That's hot. It is cool. Listen yeah. to his voice, man. Guy's got a voice. He sounds better in this version. See, but it goes back to how can you take something like this that to me... Is iconic and then change it, right? Just enough. Put Carlos up there. Listen to Carlos. Right. Put Carlos up there. Yeah. You know, and I mean his. I but mean, even the, where where he has his breaks and stuff. Oh yeah. Right. And then he's got his little solo right here, right, with the congas. You and, can hear. You can ah, hear Carlos do that, man. Yeah. But Carlos has a more fluid yeah, playing yeah, style yeah. to his. You know. Yeah. Well, he he solos through the whole damn song. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the way through. Yeah. But it was that new, the fusion of African drums yeah. with the Latin. Yes. Right. Yes. Mission district vibe. And, and, and they had, you know, now it's interesting. Peter Green, he, the, I was going to go see Fleetwood Mac play at Fillmore West with Peter Green. And I was so looking forward to it. And then he had an incident in Germany. Uh, somebody gave him some LSD, and it took him out. Just took him out. Now, you know, I've heard, I don't know, uh, I've heard tales that he was having some issues, some mental mental health issues. And uh, sometimes, you know, taking a drug that powerful can, if you're heading in that direction, it'll it's a shortcut. Yeah. Where you were going in the first place. 
And I think that may have been what happened to Peter Green, but I, I don't really know. I wasn't there. But I've heard Mick Fleetwood talk about how pissed off he was. Oh, look at this. Oh, yeah. I love me some blues, man. You know what I'll do is I'll bring my Strat. Yeah, absolutely. Week. Absolutely, man. This is good. This is surprise. I've never it? heard this. Yeah. See, because I'm a product of mainstream music. Yeah. You know, which which a lot of I mean now with the internet and stuff, like if you really, I mean you can find anything. Yeah. But, but you hear his voice. What a great voice he had. He he lost his voice. He lost his ability to play after after um, his mental health issues got the best of him. Yeah. He just couldn't. He couldn't do that anymore. So, so the Fleetwood Mac of as of late, it just minus this guy. Yeah, I mean, what happened was they had to go and reform the band, which they did, and um, they've gone through several incarnations. But the most recent form, then the the most popular form that everybody knows, is with Lindsey Buckingham and yeah. Stevie Nicks and mm -hmm. John McVie and Mick Fleetwood, and that that was you know the Rumors album kind of. You know, um, that was, when was that? I don't even know. Late 70s, 80s, 90s, I don't know. It all runs together after a while. But um, I guess that would have been maybe, I think it was late 70s that the Rumors album came out. But um, that, I mean, that that's that's the Fleetwood Mac that most people know these days. Yeah. You know, and uh, I have all, everything that um, they recorded with Peter Green, I own. Mm-hmm. And I listen to what it. What format? Yeah, it's just completely. You mean like own like digitally, or you own mostly some old digitally? Stuff? I have some vinyl in my vinyl collection. Yeah, but um, that was that was the Fleetwood Mac that I kind of cut my teeth on. Mm. Um, anyway, but Carlos, did you know what we'll do is next week we'll bring a little Carlos in here just there for, you go. just for fun. There you go. And I'll tell you yeah. my my connection. It's a super distant one. But um, I think I've said this to you before. I played with a guy who lead sang for Malo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Malo. Yeah. And those guys, you know, and Carlos were coming yeah. up around the same time. Oh, yeah. So yeah. those guys used to open up for him all the time. Carlos yeah. Carlos started that kind of Latin rock sure. movement. Just yeah. like they had Southern rock going on, they had the Latin movement yep. thing going on. You had <laughs> Malo, War, Santana. Yeah. Yep. You know, but... Um, Carlos stayed true to his roots, man. He's still oh, in there man. doing it. He's a great guy. Yeah. You know, and, uh, see, and this is where can't I can't take anything away from back him. to, you know, that whole curation thing or, or, you know, adapting to, you know, your style is, you know, back to the analogy of those two guys. It's like Walt is long gone. Yeah. But his brand is forever. Oh yeah, because they they yeah. formulated what he started, right? Well, Which is, he, it was. A, we're just going to keep telling stories, whether they're unique or not. Right. We're going to retell them right. our way. And Carlos, what did he do when the Supernatural album? Yeah, he was getting yeah. he he had a I think a point where he was like, I can only ride this this train so far with my classics, right? Because yeah. at some point yeah. they're not, you know. Yeah. You're then you're washed up. You're just the classics. Yeah. What did he do? He went and got the latest artists and yeah. did some collabs. Because he said, I don't need to write them. I don't need to write these songs. I just need to I, I need to perform them the way I would. Yeah. And 
it just reinvented him all over again. My, my, my test for a car stereo system over the years when I've bought cars, yeah, um, got to have top-of-the-line stereo system. It just mm. has to have. And I have a, uh, a gold um, Abraxas. So instead of aluminum, it's got gold. So it, it reflects more of the, the data. It's, it's a pure form of digital. Mm-hmm. I pop that in and play it and crank it to 11. <laughs> and that's that's like what kind of stereo you got in this thing okay well let's see how it does you know oh sorry what's the next one yeah you know but uh that's in the old that's days the gold standard in my old days we'd put a subwoofer in the back yeah. in the trunk yeah. <laughs> you know make the, the car throb just shake <laughs> yeah and then you'd have to preamp the whole you know yeah how much amp you got back here how much power you know we didn't do that no no we never work. did that yeah we didn't do that we had you know, we had eight tracks, and which I I wasn't into eight tracks. You know, I just I, they, they they were funky, man. You'd be right in the middle of a song, and it would click, it would stop and click and go into the next the the next track would yeah. pick up right in the middle middle of a song sometimes. You know, which was not always, but I I found that annoying. And then cassettes, I thought, okay, cassettes, I'll do cassettes. This is a more compact form. It's a little cleaner sound. You know than cds and now it's like you know digital radio that's it that's where it's it, at man. everything's yeah. in your phone yeah just uh, bluetooth that bad boy and exactly and you're good and preceding all that they used to have little turntables in cars that were like balanced so that if you hit a bump the record wouldn't skip that was really old turntables in cars turntables in cars Never you could play a 45 yeah you'd have yeah. one 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 <laughs> one song on one side and one song on the other Wow. That's some facts right there. Long time um, ago. Well, we're down to the wire here. All righty. I've enjoyed the Allegash. Um, <laughs> we'll do the Buffalo and Erdinger. How would you say that in German? Erdinger? I'd have to ask my wife. Er- I don't Erdinger? Know. Erdinger? Yeah. Probably Erdinger, something like that. I so don't we'll, speak we'll German. We'll definitely do that. And then do that, that would one be next time. Weisbrow. Erdinger, Weisbrow. Weisbrow. All right, we'll yeah. do that one next time. We'll bring some Carlos, and um, we're out. All right. Good talking. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure. Peace.